Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and the world gone mad. Holy fuck has it ever. Yeah. Virus panic. Yes. And, and understandably so. It's a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a pandemic and it's a deadly one. So it's understandable that this is... Even people who haven't died before are dying now. Thank you, You're 45. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone still thought that man was smart. <sighs> and we still have to try to manage ourselves here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And it's hard to manage yourself when everything else has gone wild. Yes, you have this... I, I had this idea that I was going to go and get my computer, my laptop from work on Sunday, so it would have all its updates. Mm -hmm. And spring break was starting for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I was going to stay home in the mornings and do work. And then the babysitter would take over later in the day. Right. And I would do my other work. Right. You would be home for the first part of it, and I would be home for the second part of it. And you, you get the option to work from home. I did not at the time. But that, you know, we would be at home with kids who need managing and and taking that time off or flexing our work schedules around it as we needed. Yep. But then work schedules got flexed anyway. They did. They did. Because as I was going to get my computer on Sunday night, I started getting phone calls. My boss asking questions like, so how much of your work can you do from home? Right. By morning, we had a you will be working from home directive. Yes. To our unit. Okay. Which I was, I was kind of curious about. So I kind of thought, well, they kind of do need to get everybody out of there. And then I realized it was only us, my unit. I thought, okay, well, we're the easiest to get out of there first. And then later well, I thought, maybe we've been out in the public so much that they wanted us out of there. Well, and that's the thing I was thinking. Like, a lot of your job is going out into the community to provide services in people's homes or in people's care facilities or, you know, going out into the community to work. And right. so when they said work from home, I'm like, so you're going to set up a Skype call to offer therapy? Yeah, they they weren't sure what we were going to do yet. They just wanted us out of there. <laughs> right. And that was fine with pretty much everyone. Right. There were still a lot of things to be managed this week, including the landslide of emails about how we were going to manage everything. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And I'm, this is what I hear is happening in everyone's workplace all over the freaking planet. Mm -hmm. And throughout corporate America, and by corporate, I mean offices, so like capitalist and social services and civil servants and such. But right. People who have been working in an office or in a specific centralized location, there's management and logistical record keeping that has to happen to make sure that everything is like that none of the duties are getting dropped on the way home. Right. And for a lot of people, that seems to be the first challenge. But once you get past it, it's so freaking easy to work from home. Well, and for our supervisors, because we already work out in the field so much, and we often do take our computers, they could adapt to that easily and still know what work we were getting done. So that was also an easy move. I figured they were getting everybody out, and they did eventually throughout the week. Right. Managed to move everybody out of the building. That's good. Yeah. 
That's good. See, my building did not have any such luck. We had an administrator in our offices over the weekend walking around the whole building with a tape measure to verify that everyone's workspace had six feet of clearance from the next workspace adjacent. And if they didn't, we had a couple people who needed to move to other places in the building or other places in their office suite Mm -hmm. so that they could have six feet of defensible space. What about when you're walking past each other? He he didn't measure that. Our our hallways are almost six feet wide. Okay. I don't know. Wow. They're actually probably more than six feet wide. They're probably... If I think about it, they're probably close to eight feet wide. So we could conceivably have, you know, six feet spacing and lanes going both ways on the far ends of the hallways. Okay. But nobody is actually doing any of that. Right. So everybody in my office was like, okay, most of us are not doing anything to serve students right now. Students are either on spring break or have been sent home from their schools. Yes. There are no students to serve. I work for the education agency. Mm -hmm. So if there are no students to serve, can we just go home? No, because you work for... An organization that has to figure out how to do that first. And the overall morale at my job over the past week just completely tanked as a result. Mm -hmm. Because instead of saying, like a lot of the other government agencies did, said, go home, call us back in a day or two after admin has had a chance to figure out how to make this work. Right. So while your guy was running around with a tape measure, our IT crew was on site all weekend fixing everything so everybody could take their computers and go away. Right? Yeah. But, you know, like my buddy who works, like he's one of the admins for Medicaid, sent everybody home right away. Mm -hmm. Nobody at the office. Right. Everybody telecommuting. Mm -hmm. Another friend of a friend got called into work on like Tuesday and told, your job today is to disinfect everyone's laptops, get the power cords, and then deliver them to people's houses. Mm -hmm. Touchless handoff, leave it inside of the front window or, you know, Mm -hmm. put it on a surface. Do not touch the person when you hand it to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're a hundred of us being called into this office every day and then 45 says no gatherings of 10 or more. Is there that many of you in that building? Close to it. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't realize that. It's a lot of people. Yeah, we have a lot of bodies and all of us in a repurposed elementary school building. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a cluster. And everybody's like, we worked our tails off to get all these degrees and demonstrate our professionalism to earn these jobs moving above the schools into the government agency that manages the schools. Most of us come from the classroom where you to working at home nights, weekends, whatever, to meet our expectations. Right. But you don't trust us to take our work home and continue working. No. No, they didn't. We had to justify baby step by baby step exactly what we would be doing this week and next week and the week after. And some people didn't do it well enough and they're still at the office. Are they really? They're going to be going back on Monday because their telecommuting did not get approved. There are still people going back to that office. Who has to approve it? The state cabinet level supervisor of public education. Okay. The governor's appointee has to approve it. I see. So, yeah, mine was a cluster. I didn't get to start working at home until today, Friday. Yes. Yes. The day before this episode comes out, I'll be editing it in the morning before it drops in the afternoon. Right. So, 
all week, I've been sitting at work thinking, okay, I'll be coming home soon because I filled out this form and there's no good reason I shouldn't be sent home to work. And you've been working from home all week. Yes, with a boy here. With a boy here. Mm-hmm. Because he's on spring break. At least that's the week, the way the week started. Well, and that's the other thing is I canceled my leave for the second part of spring break. Like we usually split it in half. And like I canceled my leave because I thought I would be working from home. And so it wouldn't matter. And then I also thought I might need that leave if school stay canceled for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Like if the kids, which now we find out they won't be going back after spring break is done now, they'll they'll be doing some sort of distance learning that's yet to be determined. Right. And so I knew that I might end up needing that leave. So I canceled my spring break leave request. Mm-hmm. And so I've been sitting in an office all day listening to you talk about how freaking crazy it is here. Right. You were having such a different experience. It didn't occur to you how much was getting shut down here. And it doesn't, it didn't look like it everywhere you looked because it was still in the midst of, oh, and this too. And you guys knew some of it was happening because you, you had that little announcement, informal announcements going on from people's workstations of, oh, I know what so-and-so is going to do in response to COVID-19. <laughs> yes, everybody was getting all these emails. Like everybody you've ever given your email to, every single company you've ever signed up for has now emailed you what they're doing about COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so I would pipe up from my desk in our office suite and say, I know what Arby's doing about COVID-19. And then the jaded guy around the corner would pipe up, I know what music store is doing about COVID-19. And mm-hmm. then our boss around the corner would pipe up, I know what the sporting goods store is doing about COVID-19. And mm-hmm. Then our our admin assistant would pipe up, I know what Adam and Eve Adult Stores is doing for COVID-19. And I was like, did you just? Yeah, she did. She did. Which, of course, then once that had been said, I had to make the requisite joke about having enough lube to last you for a month's quarantine. Mm -hmm. But we're sitting here piping up, you know, making these jokes across our office. But that's the extent of our, like, we're so insulated, where we're being basically told, no, you don't need to go home. You are essential. Public education is essential. You need to be serving these schools that are figuring out how to do distance learning or how to serve a homebound population. Mm -hmm. And we don't trust you to do that anywhere but in this building. So we're like, well, it can't be that bad. Even if we really believed that it could, we just had to tell ourselves otherwise so that we didn't start freaking out at each other about it. Right. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. I started early on Monday because I'm a morning person. And you I are. thought, oh, I'll take a break later. And that didn't happen. No, it didn't. It did not. I had appointment for the boy on Tuesday morning at mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Yes. A two-hour appointment. We had to be there at 6.30 in the morning. Appointment with his new psych, yes? Yes, his new med management person. Thank goodness. Well, I hope so. I'm not quite sure we sold her on taking us. Oh. Yeah. She's going to review everything. So you and I were trying to print that paperwork the night before and it was not, it was not working. I thought it was probably communication between my laptop and our printer at home, but no, it turns out it wasn't because I took it to the office Monday night mm-hmm. and one of my coworkers was still there. Oh, I went to the office and very cleverly left the computer at home. Oh gosh. But you still had it saved in a cloud drive that you could access. Yes. So, but the problem is most of the computers were gone. Oh, 
there were some desktops in supervisor's offices, but one of my coworkers was there and she said, oh, I can print that for you. Mm-hmm. And then it um, froze her computer, froze the printer. It was just a cluster. And I was trying to get out of there because I had to do a session with a client over the phone. Right. So everything got delayed and eventually we, we did get the paperwork. The paperwork was for that doctor's appointment the next day right. at 6.30 in the morning. So there was no other time to do it. And it was a 30-page document right. that they sent me to fill out weeks ago. And it's total crap document that I had scanned in as a, and, and filled out as a PDF so that it would be readable. Right. So I had this idea... Mm-hmm. That what was going to happen this week with me being home was I was going to get up in the morning and take the dog for a walk and look at my emails and direct the boy into his responsibilities. And then he would have his screen time. Mm-hmm. And I would get work done. I was really funny. That was nothing like whatever happened. Not even close. Ever any any day. No. The dog did get walked. uh, Four days out of five. I think so. I think so. He did not get walked. Anyhow, he did not get walked in the morning or during the day. He got walked at night. Mm -hmm. And he's confused. He's he's looking at me like, what is going on here? Right. You know, but I have a cold. Right. And I can't seem to get rid of the cough. The cough scares everybody. You have a productive cough and no fever. So this is not the COVID-19. But nonetheless, when you're out in public, anyone sneezing, coughing in any way, allowing their sputum micro droplets into the air in any way, shape or form is like cause for not only alarm, but possibly attack. Yeah. And what's odd about it is, in part, it's because masks are not available, but masks are not popular. No. So you could wear a mask and then they, they just see you coming. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting ready for something. I'm not sure what. Yeah. In the meantime, the boy's mother has decided to text me again. She was gone for six months. Over six months. That she said, I'm not going to see him. And... You didn't respond, but you basically made it so that if she wanted to see him, she would need to go through you so that you could make sure it was a safe conversation and Correct. a safe contact. Correct. And she chose not to do that. No. And so of course not. when our boy figured out how to contact her anyway. Which he was going to do. He ine- was. Inevitably. And you had told him, you know, let's wait until she calls us. Let's wait until she talks to us. But he went and got a hold of her anyway. Then we knew it was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's going to go and be sneaky about it instead of saying, no, I would really like to please text her. Or I would, you know, coming and saying, oh, by the way, I talked to her and we said, or we had this conversation and. Well, that's also expected. He, he did eventually tell somebody and then, then I knew. But I could also tell by checking his phone. And all I did was say to him, I don't want you to talk to her without another adult present on this side. Right. Because I want to know what she's saying to you. Because she has said all manner of ridiculous and nonsensical things to try and set herself up as the hero of the story and to lie about us being the villains of the story. And so at this point, when you can no longer control the fact that he is going to contact her. You just wanted him to have an adult around. 
He didn't seem to have a problem with that. He stopped contacting her by, you know, phone call, and he was contacting her by text, and then she sent me a text. Yeah. And what was so ridiculous about it to start with, mm-hmm. just to start with, was it starts with, of course I should see him. Like, out of the clear blue yonder comes, <laughs> of course I should. Uh, hello? That's not how you start a conversation. How you talk after six-something months of being... Hello, long time absent. no see. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't been in contact. <clears throat> no, it's it starts out with, of course I should see my son. So, I was just livid. Understandably so. And I just had to deal with myself for a while and write a lot of notes because I was so mad. You needed to get it all out of your head and without it spewing at her and you just put it into a note on your phone and you did a really good job with that. Thank you. Well, I was already but up in the middle of the night most of the time the from thing, coughing. The thing was, when our boy would call her or text her, he'd be like, when can I see you? When can I see you? And she'd be like, oh, don't even worry about that. You shouldn't worry about adult problems. Mm-hmm. Like she was not making any effort to actually make it happen. Until just a week or so ago, when she locks down and puts on private or blocks access to any way that anyone would have of seeing her social media and other, you know, professional presences that then she says, oh, now I need to see my son, which indicates that she's not getting enough attention from the rest of the world. And she wants her codependent baby back. I figured this was going to happen sooner or later. I was enjoying the absence of her. Yes. And I just, I'm not having it. No. There's not going to be any of this, you just go back where you started from. You just waltz in and start over again. There's no trusting her. No. And there's no way that that's going to happen because I am in charge of his safety. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to put him at that risk. Absolutely. And so in the message that you did eventually distill from all of your brain vomit note that I I helped you sort of rearrange and tweak so it actually made some sort of logical sense that God only knows how it's being taken. But But, but see, that's what my cousin Vinny used to always say. And that's what I told you. You did, and it was a good reminder. Often people are not going to listen to you, but you still deserve to say what you want to say. Yes. And I told you that she was going to take whatever you said as an attack, no matter what you said. So I might as well just say whatever I wanted to. And you did a really good job of having constructive, useful thoughts and words about, here's what really needs to happen if you actually want to see your kid. And here's really what you did. And here's really how you screwed this up. And here's really how you need to problem solve this if you actually want a presence in our lives again. Yeah, I haven't. One of the things I said at the end of that was that I was not going to respond for a while because, well, the world's crazy. Yes. Uh, I'm still sick. Yeah. And I just don't need to. Right. So So in the meanwhile, she could be doing any number of things to prove herself a trustworthy person. But instead, she goes on the attack in response. Well, what I had to do initially was eventually say to her, I will get back to you because I knew she was going to keep going. She had gotten back to that mode of, mm-hmm. you know, n- not giving up. Mm-hmm. So I said that and then, then everything else happened at work and so mm-hmm. forth. And I eventually got a text. Oh my gosh, this entitled ass text. When you, I, I when you said, I'll get back to you and she's like, um, so it's been almost a week. I'd like a response today. 
I'd appreciate a response now. And you said, oh, I'll give you the response that I've been working on for a week. Let me copy paste it. Here you go. Yeah, and I didn't read the response to that because I had said at the end of that that I was not, I was going, not to. going to for for a while. I would do it when I had time. And I don't know what the rest of it said. I just know the first part of it said, now that wasn't fair. And I thought, oh, yes, it was. It was so fair. <laughs> yes. It completely was fair. It totally was fair. So, But, you know, this is the same sense that she instilled in our boy of, unless things are working out the way I want them to, they're not fair. You know, I don't care if people want to think like that, but if other people have to suffer for your decisions, then it's not okay. Right. You can think however you want to. You can think what is fair and what is not fair and what is just and right and good and well with the world as much or as little or in whatever direction you want to, but you're- Quit running me the fuck over with it. I'm done with that. Your right to fuck things up stops- With you. At, at my door. Yeah. And and I think you did a really not, good job of, of presenting that in what you said. And and when you're playing with somebody who's not going to be fair anyway, you can't be fair with them. No, they're going to bring a gun to a knife fight. I was still perfectly fair. You were. But I was not gentle about it because there's no more gentle to be had. No, no. And I think that was good and right and just of you to present the problem and the path to a solution in as clear and stark of terms as you did. And either, you know, what was it you said? Either she'll man up and solve some problems or she'll choose not to. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that can be done at this point. I'm not solving them for her. No, you've done that for way too many years. And I said that too. Good. So we'll see what happens. We will. But meanwhile... We're all cooped up together in our way too big, but now it doesn't feel quite so big house. (laughs) Right. Well, the boy also had community service after that 7 a.m. appointment. So we quick came home and ate and then went to his community service, which was like a a food bank type thing. So to recap, why Um, does he have community service? Because he has harassment charges at school. Those weren't fair either, by the way. Well... (laughs) Welcome to the world. Sorry. <laughs> so I took him to that, mm-hmm. even though I knew I had a cold. I took cough medicine when I got there because I knew I shouldn't drive with the cough medicine, even though it's non-drowsy daytime. I don't feel very grounded the first two hours. Right. So but I was going to be standing outside. Took it so that you wouldn't be coughing. Three and a half hours. So, And by the time you were done standing there interacting with the public for your community service in the middle of a pandemic... <laughs> Yes. Yes, exactly. It went really well. And he really enjoyed it. He likes to be helpful. He does. He likes to see that he's doing that. If he could work at the food bank on the regular, I think he would enjoy that for, you know, a month or two until he realized that it was work and the novelty wore off. But if he could do it once in a while, it would be nice for him. Yes. However, my cough got worse and now he has a cough. Mm-hmm. So we had to cancel the rest of it. Right. And um, just and- kind of hunker down and try to get this out of our systems. Has he had a fever at all? No, he goes up and down by um, like 98.2 to 98.8. So, so still within normal range, not like fever range. No, not okay. at all. Not at all. But that's that's typical for kids to vary over the course of a day with their activity level and their metabolism and their meals and their... Tantrums. Uh, that would fall under activity level, yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Even, even during his tantrum, which inevitably was going to happen on the third or fourth day, and it did, mm-hmm. he did not have a fever. That's good. So That is very good. So, if we weren't under pandemic lockdown, we would probably be calling the therapist to schedule an appointment to talk about the boy and his mother and the phone calls and texts and everything and help him process through that. Well, but, I need to call them anyway and just check if the therapist is going to be working like I'm working. Right. There may be other options. Yes. So I need I do need to check on that. Okay. Because this will this will come back around. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happened while you've been cooped up at home with a boy is that he became the dick patrol again. Yeah, he did. He um, was it the day before or after he went on a sleepover and then he was really wound up because he didn't have any sleep. So I think it might have been then. It must have been on the weekend Anyhow. because because we were still allowing sleepovers. Or last week. I don't know. It anyway, was the other day. Yes. <laughs> He was really wound up about some things, and he often likes to camp on the floor outside our door. He does. Kind of draped over the stairs and then in front of our doorway. Like waiting for us to be done in the bathroom or changing or just hygiene, teeth brushing stuff. Or just plain lurking. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So he was running around, and he came up there, and he came to the stairs. He said, he started asking me something. I said, hang on, because I was getting something, Mm -hmm. something. He says, but I just have a question, because this is always how it is. It can't just be, okay, I can hang on a minute. Okay, I'll wait. No, but I just need, or but I just want, or but I I just just need to say. I just want to ask you a question. Do you have a penis? And I said, yes, I do. And I was thinking to myself, I have several. (laughs) And he's like, you do? I said, of course. Now go play. So that's kind of wild. Like, what on earth do you think brought that up for him? I have no idea. I didn't I didn't want to inquire farther because it just wasn't it's not a good idea with him. Oh no, no. no. That's if he, if he asks again, I might ask him what's what's making him ask me such a ridiculous question. Yeah. Like why does he feel like he needs to know that? Mhm. In other words. Right. Yeah. That is ridiculous. But I mean, it's an understandable curiosity, but not reasonable or well-mannered to express it out loud. But but he's not reasonable or well-mannered. Yeah. It's just him. But that's I mean, why we need to teach him that you don't ask people if they have a penis. Well, I'm his father, so he figures that's okay. Well, that's good. But given that his sister also said that he hangs out with and engages in with uh, a group of friends who regularly makes homophobic and transphobic jokes at school, this might be something worth uh, a little bit more discussion, sensitivity, empathy I'm building. Sure it will be, but guess what? Huh? There's no school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what the hell we're all going to do about that? God only knows. You think God knows? You you mention these things sometimes. I don't know if God knows because, see, my concept of God varies from day to day. Sometimes I think of God as this nth dimensional being that interacts with our existence in a way that we anthropomorphize as deity. And other days I think it's some manager of our particular matrix simulation. And other days I think, nope, there's nothing. And either way, whatever that higher power is, if it's some deity or if it's just maintaining the decency of humanity, does that thing know? Hell if I know. Okay, just checking. Kind of like when I said, 
something in the kitchen the other day, and you said, like, God has nothing to do with it. And I said to you, well, what does God have something to do with it? So, just wondering. Well, I don't know. We will see. Is that it? I think so. Okay. That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. There you go. Now I can hear you. Is it close enough to me? Okay, it's definitely close enough now. Hi. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready? Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... In part, they need to... <clears throat> Do you need water? I, I, I have this after I eat. I have the clearing my throat even more. Mm. And I know that I ate Lucky Charms, but I was not giving up my Lucky Charms. No. Because I was going to cough no matter what I ate. Well, then just make sure that you keep turning away because you're doing a really good job of doing that. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it.